Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Apostolic Children's Ministry. We have another podcast. This is two weeks in a row. Big stuff. Hey, this is the most consistent we've been in a long time, at least with our podcast. Uh, but we have Sister Delaney with us today. Hello. And you guys all know her, of course, from all of our Sunday school and daily devotions and weekly devotions. She has been a standby. We call her the Apostolic Kenny, uh, Connie Kindle. Is that, is that fair to say? I didn't know we called okay. me that, but okay. Well, I've heard that. Oh. I don't know if they've ever told... Hey, no one's ever said that to you? Never. Well, now you, you are. You're the Apostolic Connie Kindle. Okay. Um, yep. So, uh, uh, Brother Lee, you're with us again. My Wooten. Yeah. <laughs> As you can tell, we've all we're all well versed in Adventures and Odyssey, as many of our listeners are as well. Uh, but today, once again, we're going to cover last week. We're going to cover Sunday school. We're also going to uh, talk about a upcoming uh, Sunday school training seminar thing that's coming up, and anything that occurs to us along the way, we'll cover it. And once again, this podcast is very raw, unedited. It is going to be what goes in the microphone is what goes into the podcast. So we are not editing this. Uh, so we figure we'd rather do more that are less professional than a bunch of, or did I say that right? More that are less professional. That's part of staying in this thing. Than less that are Yeah, than, than less that are really nice. And I don't know if we could pull that off even if we tried anyway. So yeah. anyway, Brother Lee could. But all right. Uh, so Delaney. Yeah, me and Brother Bob introduced ourselves last week. So why don't you tell us kind of your history in Sunday school? You've been involved in bus ministry, Sunday school. Uh, how old were you when you got started? You tell it your own way. Okay. So I was kind of in some ways born into this. My parents, uh, far back as I can remember, they were uh, youth Sunday school leaders. I forget something. Uh, at church in Oakland. It was a daughter work of the Rock Church in Elk Grove. And so we were always on bus ministry on outreach, like every single Sunday that I can remember. And then we moved back to the Rock Church. And when I was 12, I started back in with a bus ministry. I was already helping with Sunday school. My parents would teach and everything. And then we moved down here. And I got started. How, how long have you been in Rialto now? Almost four years. Four? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I got uh, started on bus as soon as we moved down here. And then uh, Sunday school when I was 18 again. Awesome. And she is a absolute pillar in Sunday school. Uh, and you guys have all seen how good she is at it. And just as pivotal in our bus ministry. Pivotal? Yeah, that's that's the right word, right? Mm-hmm. See, I always look for him for, for positive reinforcement. because <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> no, because you give me a hard time, <laughs> which is good. English is my second language. Science is my first. So, so don't look. Where, where does grammar fall in that? <laughs> All right, uh, so you've been involved many years, Brother Lee. Yes. We figured out it was in about 20, what do we say, 22, 23, 24 yes. years, something like that. I'm doing like eight. And thank you for coming into this podcast and making us both feel very old. I really You're appreciate welcome. that. Um, but we have coming up this weekend the Redlands uh, Sunday School Seminar. It's for bus ministry, Sunday school, any. If you have any interest in children's ministry, this this is really is for you. Uh, but the reason I'm bringing it up is because we're going to be recapping it next week and kind of telling some highlights, some stuff that really jumped out to us while we uh, got out of it. And we'll be sharing that with you guys, even though it will be posted online as well as soon as we can pull it off. Um, but some of the stuff that are going to be covered, uh, we have Brother James Wing, mm-hmm. Brother Tyler Hodge, uh, Brother Frank Cabrera. Uh, our ILC team is going to be talking um, but Brother Wang is going to be talking about unity, how bus, Sunday school, and outreach all go together into one. Effective outreach, child discipleship, how do you maintain that connection? Like you have a, uh, maybe, maybe someone that comes in off the bus, they get the Holy Ghost. What now? 
How do you maintain that connection? Um, children's ministry from a pastor's perspective, altar working for kids, how to keep it exciting, and on and on and on. But there's a little bit of everything for everybody. So you've been to one before, right, Sister Lane? Yes, sir. And what, what jumped out to you? What's something that, that you're looking forward to going into this next weekend? Well, I always like hearing from Brother Tyler Hodge. He's always like super exciting. And He's he awesome. Thinks like way outside of the box. I don't think he the box knows a box the exists. In, yeah. He's outside of that box too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I love hearing from him. He has some great insight, and he has been in the trenches as well, and he's very, very uh, creative in the way he teaches. Uh, Brother Lee, you've been to these for quite a while. For a few years. For a few years. What what has jumped out to you? What are you looking forward to this week? Yeah, I I think uh, it's great to see what other um, churches are doing, and and it's it's amazing how inspirational these are. You you just go there, and you, you just kind of walk away, wow. This is exciting. We can do that and, and just keep making our church better. Absolutely. The, the best teachers, I've noticed, are the ones that go to these things. They're already good. They already, I feel like, don't need to get any better. But they go the most excited and they get the most out of it. Somehow the ones that are already, I feel, you know, really, really good somehow come out uh, having learned more than somebody that maybe could have a lot to learn, but they go in thinking they know everything. And so they, they don't really pay attention. Uh, so yes, we're, we're really excited about that, but we're going to be talking about last week, last Sunday, we talked about the second half of creation or the, the, the last few days. We talked about days four, five, six, and briefly touched on seven because not a whole lot happened on day seven, but we'll, we will cover it. Um, so we started with a, Pre-class activity. It wasn't anything super innovative. More than anything, our pre-class activity is to keep those kids that do show up early occupied, so they're not bored. We don't want them walking out and leaving and uh, you know getting into trouble or something. We keep them busy. I think we played our big Connect Four. Yes, Does that sound right. So we built a Connect Four that's six feet wide, probably. Yeah, about six feet wide, maybe three or four. Well, it's four feet tall because we used a full sheet of plywood. But we didn't. We cut off the ends, so it's six feet, six feet by four. Uh, massive checkers, and we have the kids uh, play it in a variety of ways. Sometimes boys against girls, the kids against a teacher. Sometimes the teacher's blindfolded. Oh yeah, that's no fun. That's no fun. I'm terrible at that. I, got, I have the memory of a mosquito, so that doesn't really work for me. Um, so we start off with that. Then we went into our creative intro, Brother Marcos Rios, and he did something very creative. He actually introduced creation. From day one all the way to day seven, and he brought items for every single day. Now I was I was kind of still getting you know kids in their seats and all that, so I wasn't able to to see everything. But what I saw was actually really interesting. He went to the was a Dollar Tree maybe I think so, and he just bought an item that represented every single day and just briefly explained it. From uh, do you remember was it a flashlight for day one for the creation of light? And brother Marcos, it, it, uh, if you're listening to this. We were there. We I was were, on my skates, so I was mostly focused. She on was trying skates. just not to die. <laughs> yes. We were trying to get kids in their seats, but it was it was a very creative way to introduce the class to hey, this is what we're talking about this week. Plus, it gave us a recap of last week, which is what we do in our intros. And the kids were really focused on it, which was what really counts. Yeah, they were. Yep. Um, and then we went into the rules. So, Brother Lee, this was actually where you came in. We did rules, birthdays, and visitor Bibles. And how did you do that this week? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. So just to 
go back even before the Sunday school class starts. We have a teacher's meeting, and Sister uh, Abad kind of did it. So we do, we, I think we talked about this last week on a podcast. Uh, someone will give like an inspirational, devotional or something. And she, she, she commented on, uh, and it kind of, I thought it was neat because it kind of led into what I was trying to convey in, in my rules part, or uh, as we say, uh, ways to have fun in Sunday school. Um, well, she mentioned that she was reading an article, and so we're talking about creation. And um, but if you read an article from a paleontologist or some university professor, they may have a completely different take on it, and, and they they will uh, than than somebody that believes God and, and the creation. Um, and so it's kind of interesting. So what I tried to do was um, with rules was okay. I want to make my own set of rules and um, uh, and change from the ones that we have, and because I didn't. I pretend like I didn't like those rules, and I guess a better one. So I'm just making my own stuff up, and and, and of course, I'm just, you know one of them was uh, that I'm the most handsome one around. You, I, you've been pushing that quite yeah, a bit I lately, really. And the kids, the kids catch <laughs> on because I, they walk out, and I get you know they already with their hand out for money because obviously I got to pay them because I got a podcast face as you pointed out last week. <laughs> I, and, I, I believe I referred to your voice <laughs> for podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so face made for podcast. So anyway, and uh, so I said something like rule number one: you got to understand that, that I'm the most handsome one around, and and what, and then some, a couple of that real goofy, stupid things. But the point was was um, it was trying to get them to understand is, is to be careful who they're getting their information from, and um, and and I really want them to to know, and I think and I think they know this because uh, and maybe at the end I'll tell you a little story. We'll talk about the one little girl that told me something, um, but. Um, that we, if if anything, if we can get to the you know the point across that we love these kids, we we're looking out for them. We want the best for their lives and whatever. And so think about that when you're talking to somebody and getting information or advice from somebody. Do they have my best interest in mind? So that's what I tried to get. Was I was like I said, making up stuff just like a professor. I'm, they may believe what they believe and whatever, but but it's because they don't want to believe in God, and so they put God out of the picture. So they're going to. Uh, you know, slant everything towards what they what they believe. You know, yeah. And and I'll be honest, we do it too. I believe God did it, but if you look at the size, because it's really complicated. We've got five to eleven year olds trying to. You know, you can't really get into. DNA structure and stuff like that. We try to and, and do stuff to, to to explain the complexity of it. Brother Lee, you try to tell explain it to me, and I I got lost. So <laughs> I, I don't know how these five year olds are going to hang. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, so just basically, just try to say who, who's to, who, who you're getting your information from, who do you trust, and that kind of thing. So we yeah. went through rules, and then we, of course we went through the regular rules. What, what I got out of that is that uh, smart people aren't always right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Scientists, they say a lot of dumb stuff. You know, and then later it turns out that they're completely wrong. And Brother Lee's smart. You know, we tell him he's a scientist. Or we don't tell him he is. He's a scientist. And yet he came up with these bogus rules. And so if he can be wrong, anybody can be wrong. So we did the rules. And um, so hopefully, they, again, I, th- I think they realize how much. And we we, and our, we got a great set of teachers. And, and the kids, they do feel the love coming from us. So that's awesome. Um, and then I went into uh, birthdays. And we had a very special birthday last week. One oh, yeah, teachers. we did. Yep. Uh, one of our teachers, uh, Sister Kim. Happy birthday, Sister Kim. She's 14 now. Very proud of her. Um, into the youth group here soon. <laughs> and, um, and then visitor Bibles, which we give away to uh, uh, to all the kids who, who need them and uh, and first time visitors. So yeah, cool. it's amazing. We have the same kid that's been a first time visitor fourteen times. Right. So uh, we we 
yes, we catch on. We know he's not a first-time visitor anymore, but <clears throat> if he genuinely doesn't have a Bible, I'm going to keep giving him Bibles. until we hope, he's, we hope he's giving them away to his friends, too. <laughs> that's right. You know how you buy pens, <clears throat> thinking eventually I'll have so many laying around the house that I'll always have one? Mm-hmm. That's what we're going after yeah. with him. I figure you give him enough Bibles, eventually he'll have one when he needs Every it. Every room. That's right. Every chair. Yeah. Exactly. So after that, we actually did a different type of schedule this mm-hmm. week. Normally, from rules, we'd go straight into a song, and that's Sister Delaney's bread and butter, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But this time, because we had a bunch of days of creation to talk about, we broke it up into three different object lessons, day four, day five, and day six. And day four was uh, Brother Julian and Sister Kim Estrada, and they talked about how uh, the, the, the lights were formed, right? Is yeah, that what we talked about? The moon, the stars, and the stripes. Okay. So, Sister Delaney, you were, you were there? Were you paying attention? I was paying attention. Okay. So, what did they talk about? How did they teach the stars and stripes? Star, how did they teach stars and stripes? Sorry. <laughs> I know what he taught. That's why I jumped there. All right. So, uh, Sister Kim wrote out our big whiteboard cart, and she draws on there the sun and the moon and the stars to out what they were used for, why God made it, made them, and why we needed so many different uh, light sources. And then Brother Julian comes out dressed up in his uh, American flag onesie. He has an American flag shoes on. He's covered in red, white, and blue tinsel. Uh, it was really funny, and he's talking about how it's hard to describe this outfit. It was. It was, it was a. It was a it's lot. like coveralls. Uh, 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 I think they are called onesies. Called is onesies. it a onesie? Like, like, like the, the pajamas, them, but they yeah. don't have feet. He didn't in have them. the feet in yeah. them. Okay. It, they're they're wild. And it's got <clears throat> half of it blue and the blue field, white stars, and then the mm-hmm. stripes on the other side. It, it's hilarious. It's yeah. just really funny. And so he, what did he do with this thing? So he comes out to how God created the stars and the stripes, and uh, <laughs> it was it was. <laughs> Well, uh, we are getting a phone call. We are just going to ignore that bad boy right now. Did we mention this is raw and unedited? <laughs> I don't think so. Obviously, we put that in there on purpose. Obviously. Though, Very clever of us, huh? Stumbling. Um, but yeah, he, he was talking about the stars and the stripes and just going on and on about, I don't, I don't remember exactly what the point of the stars and the stripes were. I think it was just maybe. to make his wife angry. That's, okay. that's what I got out Alrighty. of it. Yeah, and then uh, she corrected him and... That's right. realized it was just stars. And then she actually pulled out light sources, which was really cool. Oh, yeah. So they turned all the lights off, and then she had a, like a weak light, and that was the lesser light, the moon. And mm-hmm. was it her cell phone light or something? I think so. And then a big old, big old flashlight. Well, then a spotlight. Oh, a spotlight. Yeah, he went spotlight. to the back and had the big old class spotlight, turned it on for the greater light. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for the stars, I don't remember what they did. But anyway, so they, they talked about all the different sources, but they didn't just talk about them. They visually showed the kids mm-hmm. a lesser light, a greater light, and then introduced the humor part, which you cannot understate. Yes. I don't think enough people use humor enough in Sunday school now. We probably use it too much. But uh, I've, I've, I've seen it where, where they're so serious because they really do want to be, have effective Sunday school that I think they lose the kids a little bit. And just a little bit of humor goes a long way. And so seeing him run out that. <laughs> Stars and Strike onesie. Uh, it just kind of sealed the deal for me. I think me. the tinsel was what did it for me. <laughs> you know, if, uh, I think Pastor uh, has talked about it before, given Bible studies, don't underestimate what you know because the world and the general population um, really have, I mean, they, do you know who Adam and Eve are? And they're like, I, I, I had a neighbor named Adam or whatever. They don't know, you know, any Bible stories or whatever. So we know 
hundreds times more. So if, if one of our kid, if, if all they get is sun, moon, stars, and stripes, at least they got a good portion of it right. So. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so we, we say that an object lesson is just a, it's a hook mm-hmm. that they can hang an idea on. And if, if they get nothing else, that maybe that hook just retained a little bit of that information, and they may have forgot who taught it or when, but... You know, we're, we're just trying to stick what we can in them. All right. From there, we broke it up. We didn't want to do lesson, lesson, lesson. So obviously, we broke up our object lesson with a song. And that's from Sister Delaney, who is the queen of songs. She is so much fun. Brother Tyler Hodge is is an amazing song, kids, kids song guy. But he said there's one person he can't keep up with, and that's Delaney. I think he's being nice. Uh, I. <laughs> <laughs> if you saw the energy that she produces, and of course you probably have through our videos, uh, then then you know that he was not understating it. So you picked a song. Which did. one did we sing that day? So I picked a new one because um, there's not a lot in creation. I think you mentioned that last week on the podcast. Uh, and I picked one by Doug Hurley. Hurley? I forget what Hurley. Name. Doug Hurley. Yeah. Hurley. Uh, by the way, that guy's awesome. Listen to all his stuff on Spotify. Stuff. It's funny. And it's called Cows Go Moo. It talks about how God put... The wiggle and the jellyfish and the stink You put and the, the jelly and the jellyfish. I, okay, my phone is driving me nuts. I think it's time for airplane mode. Ta-da! Airplane mode it is. Sorry about that. No, you're good. Uh, and then, like, all the things that all the animals that God created. It had a lot of words, though, so... He put the stink in the stinky old skunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Brother Larry put together some uh, lyric slides for us, so that way it wouldn't be quite so confusing. We say we did it for the kids. <laughs> but I think we did it for us. There's just so much. There's a lot of words. Unless you're super familiar with that one, then you're gonna yeah. you're gonna have a tough time. But with the that. chorus is a lot of fun. Cows go moo because of you. The sky is blue because of you. And it was it was a lot of fun. I think the kids yeah. enjoyed it. And I was like, mostly I just want you to get up and have fun with it. Don't really worry about getting all the motions right. I just want you to. So that's get a good point. Best. The first song that we sing generally doesn't have a lot of. I don't know. Uh, everything's worship. I want to make that clear. We don't, we don't sing any songs that aren't about God. We don't yes. just sing silly songs. Uh, but the first one is get them out of their chairs. Yep. Get them up. Get the energy going. Get the class pumping. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one is typically, if we're going to sing a slower, more worship song, it would be that one. Yes. Uh, so that was the idea with that one. I'm assuming cows go move, gets them out of their chairs, yep. and gets them, gets them rolling. Perfect. And yes, it talked about creation. Ties in very well to creation. And then we did day number five. Yes. This was pretty unique. I I don't think I've ever seen a dolphin teach Sunday school before. Neither have I. So day number five, uh, Brother Lee, do you remember how all that went down? So Larry, as a puppet dolphin, was he? Yeah, he he, he was the dolphin puppet. But it was great. So we put together a slideshow and... um, um, which was kind of neat. So we had uh, we turned the lights down, so I had the projector going, and he went one through, I don't know how many uh, different animals, but pictures of different animals. And some now this was the day of the birds and the fish only, right? So yes. so that so he was, and it was just it was just amazing. I mean, he, interesting facts about each one. Peregrine falcon flies up to two hundred forty miles an hour. That's yeah. insanity. You know swift. What, who knew? Some kind of swift can be in the air, air for ten years or something like that. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was crazy. It never it never fast. lands. What kind of bird can do that? Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> so, uh, the, and the, uh, the the marlin, I think, swam eighty miles an hour or something like that. Yeah, it was a marlin. Yeah, the black, black marlin. marlin. They talked about penguins. Something about penguins. <laughs> like they can they, walk. They don't fly, but they can. They'll walk. But they can walk insane long. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just, I mean, it, it's 
I mean, that's one of the things that really just the animals and some of the amazing um, features and, and characteristics some of them do are just crazy. It's unbelievable. Down even to the bacterial level, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. But uh, so it was very, it was neat. It was fun. He had a lot of neat pictures. And the kids were just is riveted on it. They're looking at it. And I um, really liked it because it mixed it up completely yeah. mm-hmm. from your typical mm-hmm. mode of teaching. It's not a person talking. It's not... Uh, a, a skit. It's 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 not even an object lesson. It's a dolphin mm-hmm. talking about his friends that God created on the day of creation, mm-hmm. and it was facts that are outlandish yes. but true. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they definitely caught my attention, and I know the kids were paying attention. It was it was definitely a unique way of teaching. And I thought it was re- really effective. His so accents were great too. <laughs> he, he yeah so. <laughs> Accents can can uh, they can drift. Yes. So I think he started as a some sort of British. Yeah, I don't but know. he didn't end there. He ended then up he, in. Then he ran to back to himself, and then he went to an old southern man. Talking Not about intentionally. Walking. It just it just it just flowed through the country and through the world <laughs> as great. as the dolphin saw fit. I, as he swam. Yes. Yes. We need to make sure he wasn't teaching on evolution or something that he wasn't evolving. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he was. He was clear on that. Uh, so we did day day four, day five, and then we had another song. We normally we don't have two songs that quick. Yeah, but usually it's the skit and the mini object lesson, and then this was one of those days when we didn't have as much time as we normally have. I was a little bit sad by that. Uh, we had something that was real tight time at the very end, so we had to be done at a certain time, so we couldn't play around. So we went straight to song number two, and once again, Delaney. Uh, we did Fandabadozi. Fandabadozi. Um, Again, another Doug Horley. Really, it's really high energy, but it also talks about how much God has done and everything, so it's also pretty worthwhile. Well, it talks about Creator. Yep. He, he, in, he invented the banana. Yep. He, he, he made, made our, our teeth. teeth. That's right. No greater Creator. So if you haven't seen this this song yet, it's it's a super fun, lots of words again. Wow. So we actually have a, a big... Uh, like poster board, yeah, piece of, but it's thick, uh, like a corrugated plastic, like the yes. stuff they use for yard signs, and we put one side of it with the first verse, then the chorus, and then anyway, the so and the second verse. we have two boards, so four sides total, and we just flip them depending on what what they're about to sing. Uh, but this song is just a hoot; it's a hoot. Mm-hmm. It so, first time we sang it, I don't know how many parents came up and said, "What is this song? <laughs> my kids are singing." Fandab- what does what? mean? <laughs> and we had to convince them it's a real word, well, yep. real slang word, I guess, but it's in the dictionary, and it just means basically like "good on you," you know, just yeah. it's just yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a, like a praise and adulation. Yep. Um, and then we went into the final lesson, and we talked about uh, how animals and man were created. And this time, I, I got to say, I went a lot of directions. I, I probably the shotgun approach wasn't super effective, but it's the way I, I ended up going. But the focus of it was we talked about how God just poofed everything into existence, right? He just said, "Let there be light." And when I said, "Let there be light," I think I shot a. I have this like flamethrower thing. Fireball, basically, it scared me to death. Did it really? Yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. You pulled me up there, and I had no idea that was coming. I didn't shoot it at you, for the record. Uh, For those of you who don't know, you can buy them on Amazon. They're like maybe. 10 bucks maybe but it's a 9 volt battery that goes into this long uh, retractable cable and you hold down the button and it just has a, like a heat coil in it and it gets really hot and it lights whatever's stuffed into it in this case it's called flash cotton 
And flash cotton is just very, very explosive, flammable cotton that you can also buy off. I don't know if I bought off Amazon. It might have been an eBay thing. But it's, it's not much, but it does take a while to get to you because it can't ship it by air. It has to be by ground. Uh, but they ship it to you wet. And so you have to pull out the, as much as you need that day and let it dry out. And then you use it. But it actually stores wet. It's really weird. Um, so anyway, stuff that in there. When I said let the light, I just hit it and poof, you, know, you saw this little explosion. And that was it. God said, let there be light. And he just, it appeared. Which which is neat. But then he said, let there be a giraffe. And we talked about how, how he just said it. And then I had a expandable, retractable magic wand that just appears out of nowhere. You hold it in your hand. It's tightly concealed. Oh, you did something before that, though. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the handkerchief. Yes. Bottom line is we, we said the the worlds were created out of nothing. The light was created out of nothing. The animals were created out of nothing. And every time we did something like that, it was like you pull something out of nothing. So I have one of those fake thumbs. It's like the oldest magic trick in the world. But you stuff a handkerchief in there and you can like pull it out seemingly out of out of nowhere. Um, and so we did that. And then we talked about how God made man very different, though. He created the sun, moon, and the stars by just saying it. But when he came to man, he stopped everything. Like he put the brakes on and said... This is too important to just say into existence. Yeah. And so we had someone come up and they had some Play-Doh and they formed it into a man-ish. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little stick figure man. Yes. And we said, this is what God did. He took the time and actually formed us, made the little eyeballs and the, and the ears and put the hands on us and everything. And then when he was done and I told him, okay, now I want you to make it come to life. I want you to breathe into it and just have that thing dance around the room. Well, of course, that's silly. It's not going to happen. But God did it, and God breathed the breath of life into us. He didn't do that for a giraffe or a rhinoceros, but he did for us because we were special. And then he said, it is, it is good. Uh, then we followed it up with, I had a piece of paper, and I showed it to people. I said, do you know what this is? Well, it was a picture printed on one side, and they said, yeah, I know. I know what that is. And I showed it to different people. Well, it was actually a picture of Brother Bob Lee. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, how do you know what that is? And they said, well, it looks just like him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a spitting image of him, as they say. And then we had a, a mirror, and we held it up and said, what do you see? Well, you see yourself. You see the, the image. And we talked about how God made man in his image. So we're supposed to look like God. So if you look at us and you don't see God, we're not in his image. We, we've done something wrong. So. Uh, that's how we ended the class with God make me in your image. I want to be like you. When people see me, I don't want them to see me first. I want them to see you. Um, anyway, that, so that's how we, we wrapped it up. Um, we did have a good behavior game after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember how they picked the kids for that good behavior so game? She asked Sister Sarah, uh, Sister Sarah Trotto asked Sister Sarah Booker to pick four boys, and she asked me to pick four girls just based on who was behaving well and who was really involved. Can you define behaving well? What, what does that mean in class terms? So when there's someone up there talking, we're going over like a lesson or something, they're sitting there, they're paying attention. It's not like they're just like glancing at a corner of the room, just mind wandering. And then when it comes to songs or when it comes to games, they want to be involved. They're getting up, they're doing the motions. And that is super key. Yeah. A good behaved kid isn't one that's doing nothing. Yeah. <clears throat> they're participating. They're engaged. They're, engaged. they're yeah. engaged in the class. And that's the ones we, we picked. Yep. And then they played a game this time. I think they had... There was uh, six buckets. Yeah. Three were worth 50 points. Two were worth 75. One worth 100. And then they were tossing a football. That's right. Boys yeah. against girls. Yeah. And they were just bouncing it or 
maybe unintentionally bouncing it into the buckets. Um, so it, it was a fun way to end it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so that's what that's what we did. That's how we taught creation. Um, so let's let's go back to to it. How do how do we come up with the lessons? So I can only vouch for myself because I'm I'm the only one that that taught one of these lessons out of us three this week. So this week I was just trying to think what what can I talk about for day six? You know, it's about man and about God. And of course, the internet's a great place to look, but typically it's some, I don't mean this bad, but cheesy lesson. You know, it's something just kind of ho-hum and you're trying to figure out how I can jazz it up, make it fun. Um, But I kept thinking, God made us different than everybody else or everything else rather. So when he made us, he stopped and took time. So I was thinking, how can I illustrate the difference? And I thought, oh, okay, that'd be cool if I could somehow pull something. So I was trying to think, can I pull a rabbit out of a hat? That'd be kind of cool. You know, he made the animals rabbit out of the hat thing. Well, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> and I don't have a hat. I mean, I have the bag, you know, the magic bag or whatever. And I couldn't think of anything. So <clears throat> I started to come up with different things I've used in the past that come out of nothing. Like the handkerchief out of the thumb and the, the expanding wand and then the, the explosion just things that kids can't see, and all of a sudden, out of seemingly nothing, something appears. And then contrast that with, of course, what we talked about, where God handmade <clears throat> with the Plato. So uh, I can't say that there's a way necessarily that every week we do, you know, that we follow to come up with the lesson. Mm-hmm. But B- Brother Lee, Sister Delaney, what are some ways that you, like if you, you're assigned the lesson next week, what are your first steps? What are you going to do? Um, honestly, a lot of times, uh, you know, so you look at the lesson and, and I, I, I'll pray about it, you know, and just, okay, God, what, what is there? And I'll just try to remind me of things we've done because I'm not afraid of Bashful to do something we did a few years ago. So I, there's so, so many things we've done that, you know, some of the kids haven't seen them, you know, because we recycle the kids. Yeah. I don't recycle the kids. Recycle. You know. they, they move through the age, <laughs> age range. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, yeah, unless they flunk our class. Um, we've had some of those older kids who want to hang around. But anyway, um, no, I'll, I'll, honestly, what I'll do, I'll, I'll, I'll just Google. I'll type whatever the topic is. I'll Google it. And, you know, and I'll, you know, and I usually throw cool stuff, science in there or something if I'm doing an object lesson or something. But a lot of times I'll just Google and just search and see what's out there. Or I'll go to some of our old standby, like your website and, and things like that or whatever. But just think about it or I'll ask people. You know, I'll ask my, my wife or my grandson and say, hey, here's the topic. Can you think of anything? And I'll just back <laughs> some ideas yeah. off and just. Usually yeah. the way it works is there's no, there's no <clears throat> lightning bolt that just gives you the complete lesson. Usually it's one thing that builds on another on another, which is why we recommend preparation in advance. So we talked last week, Brother Lee, about how that one lesson, you built it for several weeks. Mm -hmm. It took a while. So the sooner you can look ahead and know. So if you know you're doing the lesson, just get it in your head and everything that you see is going to remind you of that lesson. Yeah, well, and we touched on it last time is we kind of have a topic list ahead we we mix it up you know there's some standard ones we do mother's day and whatever you know things are coming up and and we may have some standard kind of things for that but uh or different um but uh look ahead and 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 just try to see if there's something that jumps out so that helps good so if you see something that okay i want okay this was really cool this worked before and the kids liked it i want to do that again or show somebody how to do that one uh so we yeah usually i've found 
that if I if 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 I just turn everything off, especially when I'm driving, turn off the music, turn off the story, turn off everything, and just kind of let my brain just run. <clears throat> Obviously, talking about the topic, I'm doing creation. Yeah, what can I do? What can I do? And it's not like I'm grinding it out. It's just like weird stuff pops in my head. And it's not always stuff that's useful. Sometimes it's really lame. But it gives me a place to start. You know, and so one thing leads to another. But for me, at least, it takes a long time. It may take days to actually build a thought that actually makes sense. So if I try to do that just on Saturday night, one, I'm either stealing a lesson from somebody online, lock, stock, and barrel with no creative input of my own. Or it's just going to be bad. It's just going to be me up there doing a monologue that's boring and nobody enjoys it, including myself. So uh, how about you, Delaney? Well, I was going to say typically, like, my ideas either come in the car or when I'm trying to fall asleep at night. Or sometimes I just wake up sometimes with ideas, like, Mm -hmm. just randomly, like, oh. But it wouldn't if it's not in your consciousness, if you're not thinking about it. If you're not thinking about stories that line up with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so we are at 32 minutes. We still got a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. So did you have anything that you want to talk specifically about? If not, I have a couple a couple of points we can go into. I think I do. So I, I want to just mention a, a couple of things real quick is I have people ask occasionally on what are some good ways to improve as a teacher? How do you get better at what you do? Um I, I I feel like I'm not doing a good job in my class. I wanna I wanna step my game up. How? What do I do? So we can go over some some different tips. Um, and I'll start one off, and then you guys can feel free to to chip in. So maybe this is someone that has taught for many years, but you just maybe you can tell the kids aren't engaged with the way you're teaching, or maybe it's someone brand new. They've never done this before. They don't know what they're doing. I found the best way is to just get tagged in with someone that already is on their game. And we talked about this last week, Brother Scott Blair. I heard him. Their their class was so loud that we couldn't help but hear it. And so I wanted to learn from him, and I did. I I had no shame. I would steal every idea he had and reuse it in my class. Um, But learning from from someone that's been there and done that and has proven success is a great way to start. How about you guys? Well, you know, we've already talked about the Redland Seminar, go to seminars when you can, um, and and just, just don't be afraid to try. You know, you know, one thing I think really helps um, that I think it's really good about our class is um, uh, is trying to get more people involved. But I remember back when, when, when Norma and I first started teaching is we had the whole hour or whatever it was, and we was just me, or when she we when she split up, she'd had the girls, I had the boys, or whatever. I had it was just me, and you had to stand in front of the kids for forty five minutes or whatever it was, just yourself, and you're trying to you know uh, keep them busy and give them a lesson or whatever. That every week was kind of like, oh, what am I going to do this week? You know, it was like a I hate to say it was kind of like a like a drudgery type of a thing. It's like, you know, it was more of a task than something fun to look forward to. But the way we do it with these segments, you might have four or five minutes and we're, we're constantly breaking up the, 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 the day and, um, uh, whether it's rules or you're doing the Bibles or whatever, as I think having the segmented thing like we do is, uh, we can get more people involved 
and you're not, I don't think you're afraid, you know, to get up there. I, okay, I can get up there for four or five minutes and, and do something. No, I, I think the pressure, we relieve the pressure. So I really think that's something that really, you know, if you have the people to do it, you need obviously six to eight people or whatever that are consistent are going to be there. But I think yeah. that really helps. Is, is I think that's um, a great point, though. Uh, we, we, we did go from, like you said, one or two people at most over a classroom into the super class environment. Where now, instead of 45 minutes to prep, you have at most eight minutes. That's the biggest segment that we use. And so if you uh, have all week, surely those eight minutes can be pretty quality. You know, I, I may not be good for 45, but I can do a good four minutes or eight minutes. And I can really concentrate on that and, and give it my best. Um, and watching other people. Like you said, we have several people in our class any one of which, you know, if we're not on our game that week, somebody's going to be, and we can watch him and say, "Oh man, I love the way he taught that." Well, and, and the nice thing is too is is uh, obviously we want to try to step out. So one of these days, I want to lead a song. But this year, before the year's out, I'm going to I want to pick a song and I want to do a song. But anyway, um, Along with your harmonica, please. <laughs> <laughs> this is an ongoing, uh, I guess, running joke. Yes. I will call it a joke. We'll call it a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's a joke. For podcast purposes. <laughs> Um, anyway, so um, uh, but the thing is, is, is you can you can pick your your that, that six to eight minutes or whatever you're going to do that you feel comfortable with too. So there's opportunity, you know, or to you, or you can step out of your comfort zone, which you, you know recommend you do every once in a while because you never know you may yeah. find a talent there that you didn't know. So I do have some teachers that have requested I don't want to ever do X Y Z, and that's why they, we don't have them on those segments. Um, it's, it's, it's not the majority. Some don't say, I don't care. Give me anything. And I'm, I'm game. So now that I know you want songs, we will hook you up very soon. I, I, I didn't know that was on your radar. So that's good to know. Um, how about you? What's something, what's another way for someone to learn to be a, a better teacher? So what I've done is obviously I hooked up with, uh, some of like the best Sunday school team I know. <laughs> Wow. When we moved down here. I this got is involved. why she's here. This is, <laughs> tell us who they are. I've seen Brother Philip obviously work like for years with kids, and he came and did a Sunday school seminar up in Sacramento before we moved down here and everything. And so whenever we moved down here, I was like, I definitely want to get involved with that Sunday school program. As soon as I moved down here, I got started learning how to make balloons, which was something that you kind of you showed me how to do. And then I've seen things that Sister Sarah will do when it comes to writing our skits. And I just, and like uh, the storytelling that Brother Tyler Hodge will do, and I just copy. Obviously not word for word, like I'll apply the style or the energy or whatever to whatever we're doing. I think that's a great point that some people are are timid about, is people that, that... are, are, are experiences something they don't mind other people using their ideas in fact they're they're happy that, that they do um, so if you're looking for for a good idea about Sunday school or bus ministry go to somebody that does it and just I, I don't know other way to say it just blindly rip it off yeah, until you find ask your, them first if you're you worried about your, it your, your bit like the thing that you yeah. do like only you can you you figure it out by working with what other people do in fact, I bet every good idea, most good ideas that we've ever had or that pretty much any children's ministry had began by inspiration somewhere else, mm-hmm. almost always, whether it was taken completely or, or you know, we just borrowed it and tweaked it. Um, so there's no shame in that whatsoever. An example of that would be, because I think costumes kind of have become 
like my thing in yes. some ways. Uh, the way that started was uh, Brother Greg Felix asked me one Saturday right before Sunday school the next day. He asked me if I could be a grandma the next day. I hadn't really started dressing up for Sunday school yet, except for maybe like when I would dress like a cowgirl for Holy Ghost Junction. And um, I was like, I can try. And so we got baby powder, we got hairspray, and me and my mom figured it out. And that was that was the birth of Grandma Sweet Tea, and then also just dressing up as anything and everything I could come up with to have fun for Sunday school. This is one of the rabbit trails I want to chase down. <clears throat> Delaney and her 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 costumes um, are are some of the highlights of the week for these kids. I'm telling you, she never you never know what she's going to show up as. She might be a hippie. She might be. Uh, a cheerleader, mm-hmm. a ninja, yep. grandma. Give me some others that I'm missing. Uh, Science I've lady, drizzle. And Sister Drizzle, which is a ripoff of Miss Frizzle. <laughs> um, sometimes I'm just a bunch of colors. I've tried to dress up like a, a, a shark kind of person, where I wore a, a shark headlamp and I had a shark lantern that I got from Walmart and shark socks and. Just, sometimes it's just a theme, not necessarily a full. <laughs> but but it costume. has created a. A, a, a dynamic in our class that others want to get involved in now. I mean, I've always kind of dressed like a goober, you know, this orange shirt and whatever. But uh, you definitely created this. This It's cool now. It really is. Uh, we have Natalia. She'll dress up as a flight attendant, a, a butterfly, a bumblebee, detective. a detective. Yeah, Shirley Holmes. Yep. Uh, then we have her sister, Elena. She'll come as... A butterfly. They'll come as painters. Who yeah. knows? We have they, they were all hula. They were mm-hmm. Hawaiian, like Holy Ghost, modest Hawaiian hula girls. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have a, a... How old is Beanie? Nine? Ten? <laughs> probably, probably about up nine. almost every Sunday now, too. He'll wear his lab coat. Okay, this is... I'm glad you or brought that up. Yeah. So Beanie... Jay Bartley is is just a, such a cool kid. He really is. I like him so much. But he comes and he'll he'll dress up sometimes. Well, I'll never forget he came into class, and I don't remember what it was, but he was wearing a costume. And and Beanie, if you're listening to this, this this is a big compliment to you. He came in a costume, but it didn't fit the day. I don't remember what it was. Like he was a scientist, and we had just changed our scientist theme or something like that. Like he was a week off. And he felt so bad. like. And he told me, he said, I, I feel so like silly for having dress. And I was like, don't like, you so cool. ever so feel cool. bad for this. But you know what I've done ever since then? For the last eight weeks or something, I text his mom every week. This is what we're teaching this week. <laughs> every week. So I text him this way. I said, we're talking about uh, the Ten Spies of Jericho. Oh, oh, you guys aren't supposed to know that yet. Ten Spies of Canaan. Uh, sorry, that's a sneak peek for all the kids. Uh, <clears throat> but And so he knows. And if he wants to dress up like it, he can. And if there's anybody else that wants to know, I'll be happy to tell you. You come dress up, it just be awesome. Be so cool. And so I think that you've done that. Now Natalia does it, and Elena does it, and now Beanie does it. It just really creates a cool dynamic. And of course, Bob Lee, you know, he always comes. He's never boring. He has his his hippie. Just a hippie. Just a hippie. (laughs) Just a hippie. (laughs) But it's exciting. It really is cool. And and uh, you know, brother Julian, God only knows what he's going to be that day. Dinosaur. The dinosaur, but he's got that cool, the cool. I got to tell you, Tristan is my little hippie counterpart sometimes. She makes, she's a good hippie. (laughs) Okay. This is what you've done. Okay. So I talked about Elena and and Natalia Mm -hmm. wearing costumes. Tristan, her spare money, 
She wants to spend them on Sunday school stuff. Yes. For Christmas, I said, what do you want? She said, I want Sunday school costumes. We bought her a clown. We bought her hippie stuff. We bought her a science. I love it. She just made a list. Recently, she spent about 70 or 80 bucks on Amazon buying a bunch more costumes. She bought like this 50s like poodle skirt and a poodle iron-on to make it fit and, and uh, all this these hippie glasses just because of, of the costumes being cool. And and you know, regardless of if I was involved in Sunday school as a dad, I would be like, wow, I don't know what's going on in that class, but that's awesome that my 14 year old daughter wants to wants to get involved to that level. So thank you, Delaney. I, I don't know that I've ever expressed it like that, but that's really cool. So that's one of the rabbit trails we just jumped off on. Um, effective learning from other people. Um, another great way is books. Um, if you've not read children's books, they don't even have. This is going to sound really bad, but I'm just going to say it. Okay. They don't even necessarily have to be by apostolics Mm -hmm. because they have good ideas of how to maintain attention of kids, good ideas of a way to break up the class. There's a guy called Ed Dunlap. I don't even know what denomination he is. I probably Baptist, I would assume based on some of his stuff, but he writes, I can't wait until Sunday school mouse on a mission. And a few of these others, they are really good. They're really good. Our good behavior games came completely from his books. I, I stole him straight out of there. I even took some of his game ideas directly out of there based on good behavior because he talked about games and giveaways being kind of a reward to the class for nothing. They have to earn their right into the good behavior game. So he wanted a way to have the kids in his class behave better. And by doing that, he would he would only pick select ones into the good behavior game and the rest of the class had to watch him play this game. But they only got into it by behaving well. So I was like, that's a really good idea. And we've been doing it ever since. You know, one other, um, you asked how you get ideas and stuff like that is work or seminars that you go to. Even the, even the, um, the financial class we had the other day, that, that tower building. We should use that that's, game. That's, good. that's a perfect game to do. Too bad also we the girls' one, so. <laughs> well, we'll definitely so have team, to steal team it. Team building. So use your work. So where, where do ideas come from? Use your work, your work all week or whatever, and depending on your t- kind of job, we have meetings and different things. Stuff come up. We have special speakers, monthly town halls or whatever they have, and a lot of times we go offside. We have team building meetings, whatever there may be activities and stuff. So use you, you, again. I try to use some of those things if I can, if they're appropriate. Whatever. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, some more books. There's one called Teaching with Variety by Brother Molenpah. Yeah. By the guy. I, I ha- we have that book. Brother Mo- book. I love Brother Paul. He's got another one, Creation versus Evolution. And he also had another one that is, he and his wife put out called Teaching with Variety. There's a, yep. there's a lot of, I mean, if you go back, Delaney probably doesn't know what an overhead projector is. <laughs> you, know, uh, yes, do. you do? They, okay. You, you saw one, one in the, the museum? museum. <laughs> I love writing backwards on the overhead projectors. But, you know, Life. things like that, you know, you could pull up some old things like that and pull them out and teach with them. And, and, and that's kind of what I think he gets into. i got to pull that book. It's been, been many years since I've looked at it. But just different ways. Like we use a slide projector. Well, a lot of these concepts... Just because technology changes, the concepts don't. Mm-hmm. It, the idea is, is make it highly visual. How do you do that? Yeah. They were using overhead projectors because that's the technology they had. If they had projectors back then, they would probably be using that and using them very effectively. They used, uh, what do they call the felt? Flannel graph. They yeah. used yeah. flannel graph because that's what they had. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. It was great. So don't poo-poo their, their type of teaching just because we don't do it anymore. You adapt it. You adapt it. And they would be just as effective with today's tools as they were back then. You know, uh, and that reminds me of Brother Baglin. 
one of the greatest Sunday school teachers I think ever is uh, flannel graphs and things like that. And yep. just some different ideas just to be different and crazy. He's incredible. Yeah, Brother Brother Bagland is, is one of my, my children's ministry heroes. Um, another book, Whose Child Is This? Bill Wilson. Uh, if you really care about bus ministry, you, it's a must-read, absolutely must-read. And, and I've even got into books that are completely not even children's ministry. They're just about kids. So there's a guy called uh, David Kane, and he's he's this guy called, I know it's corny, called Silly Billy. That's his name. But he does magic shows. But he writes these books. They are some of the best material on how to keep kids' attention and make them laugh that I've ever had. I've stolen stuff straight from him. Um, sneaker juice? Mm-hmm. Straight out of his book. Really? Oh, I robbed him blind. Uh, another one with the, the crackers? Okay. I, I adapted it, so it's not quite that, but, but it's straight from him. The, the guy's just a comic genius with kids. He is so funny. But he has this book called Seriously Silly. <clears throat> it's very hard to find, and when you find it, it's crazy expensive. It's hardback. It's probably like two feet long. It's just a big old book. Well, I looked and finally bought it. I think I spent 60 70 bucks on this thing, but I have it. And the guy's ideas are just amazing. They're so, so good. Um, another one called Mad Science by Theodore Gray. There's Mad Science 1 and 2. And it's not necessarily, they don't teach you anything about Sunday school. They don't teach you about how to obviously teach about the Bible, but they give you visual experiments that you can try mm-hmm. that you can then add a science application with. Like this David King guy. Guy has so many cool magic tricks that we have taken and converted into daily devotions like a lot of them probably like five or six at least um uh okay i think we're about about out of time but we're going to conferences and seminars such as one this weekend great way to become a great teacher uh and this last one i really want to emphasize is visiting churches that have quality programs if your pastor is okay with it go to somebody if you want to have a great bus ministry go to a great a church with a great bus ministry Go to Baton Rouge and see what they got going on there. Go to Fresno. Ride their buses. And and they'll be probably more than happy to have you. And just see what they got going on. It'll inspire you, definitely. Mm -hmm. Uh, You want to go into an exciting class or learn how to have an exciting class? Go to San Jose. Be in James Wang's class. He's got it going on. Go in Brother Tyler Hodges' Sunday school. Um, Anyway, great way to learn. Anything else we want to cover? Or are we about done for the week? I think I'm done. I think we've covered a lot of ground. Thank you guys for joining us once again. Uh, Delaney, thank you for joining us. Brother Lee, thank you for joining us. And we're going to do this again next week. We're going to keep doing this every week until just, we just, there might be a week that we just can't, but uh, we're going to try to be real consistent. Sounds good. Thank you guys. We'll see you later. God bless. Bye.